This should, in theory, be recording, and it is. Sweet. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Wingmen of West Michigan. I know it's been a minute, but I hope you guys have been having a good summer. I know I sure have. Papa G as well, though he is not here with me. He is currently in, uh, who knows, Indiana or something. Nah, who cares. So I know, I'm just here to address the elephant in the room. Obviously, the show has not been coming out too often. It's actually kind of on a bit of a hiatus. And there's a couple factors. And the one a lot of people think, you know, a lot of people keep asking, like, are you guys standing in solidarity with Farah's? Yes, we are. To an extent. I mean, we, I don't know when they'll, they'll open back up, but we just, I just wanted to put an episode out. So that's why I'm doing this. And I wanted to update you, our valued listener. Another reason is our last episode got some interesting feedback, mixed feedback, I would, I would say. That's a, that's a nice term. Um, but in all honesty, we really just wanted to see how long and drawn out we could make an episode and if you would still listen. And folks, uh, the numbers are in, and you did not. So thanks for that. We also got a lot of complaints on audio and a lot of other things. But at the end of the day, Uchella's corporate Instagram did comment on the episode and said they liked it. And so that's kind of a win, right? Even after what our fans have said is the worst episode, a corporate, a corporation, a restaurant corporation, incorporated chain said they liked it. It's sort of funny to think of some guy at like corporate Uchello just sitting in an office listening to an episode of the show thinking it's going to like represent the restaurant really well when it's actually just us watching Eliminate and making Ray Romano impressions and uh, talking, if talking if God exists or not. That was a lot. A lot was covered on the episode. I thought it was, I thought it was one of the best, but oh well. It started off really weak. I understand. Sorry. It probably will happen again. Also, on top of all this, uh, as many of you may know, Papa G is getting married, and he's being crushed under the enormous amounts of stress that comes along with that. I mean, you guys thought his hairline was bad before, so uh, so please send your hashtag prayers for Papa G. Send him that way. And if you know him, be sure to reach out to him. Actually, that kind of reminds me of something. Here, uh, I'm going to play a clip for you really quick. Male pattern baldness affects one in every two men in the United States. So you're not alone when you're in shock when you get the news to learn that a loved one has contracted stage 3 MPB. But don't feel helpless because you can help. For less than the cost of a cup of coffee a day, you can contribute to the growing efforts for the preservation of Papa G's hair. Call in and donate or visit our GoFundMe page today. This is your chance to say, I won't sit by while my favorite mediocre podcast host suffers. Please, anything helps. Thank you. You can make a cash donation by calling the hotline and screaming the amount you'd like to contribute into your phone, and then uh, some random guy will match that. Swear to God. As for the GoFundMe, we don't have that set up yet, so if one of you would like to get it set up, that'd be awesome. We're giving you exclusive rights, full rights. You can use our logo, our likeness. You can even say you're us. Just have at it, and you can actually keep the mic, too. We really don't care. Pushing forward, you're probably wondering, now what is this episode going to be? Is there going to be wings on it? Mm, there'll be wing talk, not necessarily eating wings, because today I'm calling in one of our correspondents. And that correspondent is our friend DK from the Tri-Cities. Now, he's been a longtime listener of the show, Super avid podcast fan, 
actually never been on a podcast before, so this is actually a new experience for a lot of people. On this episode, we're probably going to go through a ton of crazy stuff. Who knows? I haven't interviewed him yet, but uh, yeah, it should be fun. And you know, it's some good content for you, so I hope you guys really enjoy it, and I love you. And you said this is this is your first ever podcast, right? First podcast ever. That's correct. Well, I don't know if you knew this, but like formally, every podcast normally starts with who's ever on the show. We all recite the Pledge of Allegiance. So if you could join me really quick, <laughs> could you join me, please? Absolutely. I pledge, I pledge allegiance to the, the flag, flag of the United, of the United States, States of, America of America and to the Republic, to the Republic for, which for which it stands, stands one, nation, one nation under, under God. God. With liberty and justice. Indivisible with liberty oh, and justice. Yeah. Damn, I forgot about it. Yeah. For all. I don't like that part. I don't like the indivisible part. I like. <laughs> I want to divide it. I just want to say under God twice. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. We need some, you know, people are afraid to say it in the media these days. That's what I'm saying. They're, they these, fear it. You got these Hollywood liberals trying to tell me my four-year-old can't pledge its life to a country without knowing what it's saying. No. Honestly. No, no, no world's most important piece of fabric i am glad we added that part podcasters have added that into the culture because you know before that pretty much every day of my life i would start off by saying the pledge of allegiance and then i would take the probably the next 15 to 20 minutes just to remember the alamo yeah anyway for all those <laughs> for everyone, anyone listening is like hey where's papa g i think i've already explained it to you in the beginning but today i'm with my friend dk our tri-cities correspondent how you doing bud i'm doing well uh and yourself oh dude things things are going well i mean we're we're hundreds of miles away but it do, it's it's like we're sitting in a room with each other it does feel like that so, so maybe for the listener back home who may not know who you are do you mind uh you know maybe giving him a little bio synopsis of yourself well i live and work in the tri-cities area of michigan occasionally i will enjoy uh, a chicken wing, sometimes two. Generally, uh, more of a flats guy than a wing guy. Okay, that's fair. See, and that's that's kind of why I wanted to have you on the show. Really, is because you are a flats guy, and I needed that balance that I normally get with Papa G. You know, absolutely. But and Papa G will be back eventually. You know, he's on. He's doing whatever. But uh, hopefully, the next time you're on DK's, Papa G will be join joining us. But. Until now, we're looking at the Tri-Cities, right? I was born and raised in the Tri-Cities. And for the most part, its restaurant game, I feel like, is a little weak overall. Oh, it's extremely lacking in restaurants, I would agree. For the, for the population, you know, between a Saginaw, a Bay City, and a Midland all combined. I mean, realistically, I think Bay City probably has the best restaurant culture. I would agree with that. Midland's is a little more bland, and Saginaw's is just so spread out and weird. Like, it's, I grew up there. I can't even find good restaurants. Absolutely. But when I do make it back, I'd have to say my favorite wings are probably Grand Central Station in Saginaw or Hex Bar in Saginaw. I really enjoy both of those. But they're a little inconsistent. I can't say that I've been to Grand Central Station. How is it? It's a good spot. It's on, it's on Court Street. You know, if you're in the Saginaw area and you're listening, be sure and go check it out. Now, one thing I wanted to bring up 
with you that, you know, whenever we talk to each other and you, you know, send us all this fan mail nonstop, you know, it's kind of getting annoying. Somehow you found my work email, still pestering with things. You seem to be a restaurant chain apologist, whereas Papa G and I, we normally, you know, take a, a back, we, we, we despise the chain. Even though our last episode was technically a chain, it was a local chain, so don't call us out on that. So what wing chains, you know, make you feel like you need to stand up for them and defend them? Now, in regards to wing chains, um, I am not uh, necessarily uh, religious when it comes to chicken wings, as are most of your population. Um, I appreciate them, but I appreciate them alongside many other foods. So you, now, you you utilize them more as an app? Not necessarily. Still more of an entree guy. Just not every time I go to a restaurant do I order them as an entree. Now, often I find that with a lot of uh, your a lot of your best uh, wing spots within restaurant chains, uh, you're often gonna have to find someplace that's consistent. Mm -hmm. Right. So I know a couple months ago you brought up Applebee's boneless wings. Right. Now say what you want about boneless wings, say what you want about Applebee's, but you got to give it to them. They are consistent. Right. And so when it comes to chains, consistency is priority number one. I I agree. And I got to give it to TGI Fridays as well. They, they do a really good job with wings. Traditional. I I still have yet. That's boneless again though, I guess. Traditional. Mm. I still haven't found a great chain. Right. Now, uh, one place that I would suggest to you, uh, unfortunately, we don't have it in the Tri-Cities area. I know you've got it out in Grand Rapids, and I, I love to find them when I travel, uh, is Smoky Bones Barbecue. Okay. Uh, it's a chain. They're consistent. Uh, they taste like real authentic barbecue, uh, or at least as close as you can get uh, while still, uh, you know, you're still out of chain. Wait, so this is like a, a smoked wing, or is this a regular fried wing? So they've got options, right? Okay. So you can get either, um, and they've also got uh, quite a few different sauces from which you can choose. How many sauces are we talking here? That's kind of a big factor for a lot of people listening. Uh, offhand, I do not know how many uh, sauces they have. Uh, and I really feel like I was unprepared for this interview. Uh, that's something I should have known. For that, mm-hmm. I apologize. What do you think about pizza places with their wings? See, I don't understand it. I don't see why they're tied together necessarily. Really? Um, I appreciate wings. I appreciate pizza. I think they're all, um, you know, good bar food, good watching the game food. But I don't see why they're coming from the same place. Never have I had pizza place wings that stood out in the crowd, you know? Now, do you think that has to do with the fact that you usually get pizza delivered and so it's probably been sitting in a box for like 25 minutes before you get gets to you? Not necessarily. I'm a bit cheap, so I'm more of a go-and-pick-it-up type guy. Now, I will talk about takeout uh, and delivery wings right briefly. Oftentimes, I find that the styrofoam in which they're packaged uh, has this tendency to degrade uh, when they're actually in transit, and that's just disgusting, and it's unacceptable. right? Put a piece of wax paper down. We're not children here. Yeah, absolutely. And kind of going with the trend of the chain wings – I wanted to bring this up. Dude, does any chicken place have, like, a chicken chain actually have good wings? Popeyes, those are trash. Those are, like, just bready, mm, garbage. Too bready. KFC, do they have wings? I bet they do. I don't know. If I, don't I, know. If I was a betting man, I would, I would find out if they, if they had it. KFC is just, ugh. I don't know. Yeah, it's too greasy. It really is. Everything, every, every time I eat there, it's just like I feel kind of 
like I need to go wash my face immediately fucking after. Now, when you, uh, when you drive past like a pizza hut and you see the wing street logo underneath, does that ever, you know, resonate with you? Do you ever feel like you need to stop in because there's a wing street attached to that pizza? hut? No, if we're talking feelings here, I just feel like I'm being lied to. Wing street just feels like an offshoot of pizza hut. Have you ever seen a separate wing street? No, I've never seen a standalone wing street. I've never. I've seen a KFC no. A&W. I've seen a Taco Bell KFC, but I've never just, I've seen a Pizza Hut Wing Street, but I've never seen a Pizza Hut and a Wing Street. So yeah. Never seen just Wing Street. No, you know, I haven't. Sad. Yeah, I, I think I would tend to agree with that. Now, Chick-fil-A, as, as far as um, restaurant chains go, I do believe that Chick-fil-A is, well, they're above all else. As yeah. far as chicken restaurants go, however, they don't have wings. Chick-fil-A does have that one uh, Achilles heel to it, Mm -hmm. which I love it. But I hate the fact that as soon as I like indulge myself with some, a delicious number two spicy chicken sandwich with waffle fries, I'm automatically taking a stance on gay marriage. Yeah. That part's negative. I would agree with that. Yeah. I don't know. And they're not open on Sundays. And generally I go out to the bars on Saturday. So pretty much the only day of the week I ever actually want Chick-fil-A is Sunday. And they're just not there for me. So that, that really knocks them down a little bit. Now, another ch- big chain, like a wing stop, I've never actually tried. Or a Quaker Lube and whatever, wings, whatever that place is. Yeah, I've never had wings at Quaker Lube either. I think that's a place you get your oil changed. No, there's like a wing place that converted a few of them. It's, it's, you, people know what I'm talking about, right? All right. Must be a West Michigan thing. Yeah, who knows? I think I actually I think I see them in Indiana more so than anything. Gotcha. I tend to stay away from Indiana. Now, uh, my receptionist just got with me. Uh, apparently, there are 12 different sauces at Smoky Bones. Okay. That's a good amount. That's respectful. I think, I think it's, re- it's not overwhelming. Right. That's, mm. the end of the, that's the end of the chain segment. We're going to move in. So here's some breaking news in regards to one of our deep enemies on the show, and that's Buffalo Wild Wings. Now, Buffalo Wild Wings has just announced it wants to add sports betting to its menu. Now, after the recent Supreme uh, Court that uh, kind of lifted the federal restrictions on legal betting, early, like I believe it was last May, B-dubs is all in. They're saying they want to let their customers be able to show up there and just go for it. Start betting, you know, why not spend more money? Mm. What, do th- what do you think about this? Does, this? does this change your impression on B-dubs? Now, you and I are on the same page regarding Buffalo Wild Wings, right? Just garbage culture in there. The food's not good. And to add sports betting to that, um, I, I don't see it presenting itself any value, uh, especially considering when people are going there, they often go there for the wings, beer, sports. Uh, I think this seems predatory on, on the part of Buffalo Wild Wings to take, you know, often people that have nothing else to live for, uh, as evidenced by the fact that they're at Buffalo Wild Wings, uh, they're offering them this opportunity to drink beer uh, and bet money uh, with their closest acquaintances that they only know from work. Uh, and by doing so, they're trying to flex that machismo uh, and waste a whole lot of money. Now, if you're going to Buffalo Wild Wings, it's likely that no one really loves you in the first place. So it's not like you're losing the money that's supposed to go somewhere else, right. but maybe you're not able to pay your car insurance or your rent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you're taking your kids to Buffalo Wild Wings, you're already not going to be paying for their college, right? Yeah. You're not parent of the year at that point. <laughs> oh no. So you see, it's a big no for you. Huge no. Huge no. I'm a little more on the border. I really appreciate your argument, but I would just say that, you know, 
for a place as dumpy as that, let's just, you know, let it, let it, let it rot itself out. Right. Mm, absolutely. If, you know, any more profits they can make, who really cares? So actually I want, I need to get back to the correspondence part. I actually have this in my notes. Okay. Correspondence. Could you, could you please, I mean, I know you've already mentioned the, what was it? Smoking bones, smoky bones, smoky bones. Yes. Could you kind would of maybe, recommend, could you maybe rattle off another recommended wing spot for maybe our listeners in the Tri-Cities area? Listeners in the Tri-City area, I would highly suggest Bone Daddy's Barbecue on the corner of Bay City Road and Waldo Road, right in the shady part of Midland. Now, I know what you're thinking. Midland doesn't have any shady parts. Yes, it does, and it's right there. Um, you, get really, you really get into uh, the culture of the other side of Midland, which is perfect. It actually gives it a more smoky flavor. Um, they've got two options. Uh, you can get them smoked or you can get them with sauce. Now, their sauced option is that great but rare opportunity to get the flat and the wing together. Now, I, you know, I'm a huge fan of that because then everybody wins. I like that too. But I, I never really liked the, the little like wing part at the end where it's like, you don't, I don't know if I should be chewing on that or not. But I always the chicken kinda, foot. Yeah, I, I, do, I do tend to, to nibble on it when I'm a little extra hungry. And I don't, I don't feel good about that when I do it. Yeah, you definitely got to get the sauce off it at the very least. Now, another good place uh, in Midland County uh, would also be the Creek Bar and Grill. Um, it is right in the middle of Bullock Creek. Uh, if any of your listeners are familiar with the Tri-Cities, you know, it's not a great place to be, but the wings there are quite good. Uh, right. also, also, you'll find uh, success with uh, Beer and Brats up on North Monroe Road. I'm sorry, Northeast Monroe uh, where you will find beer brats, but occasionally they'll have wings. Uh, generally, it's a bit more of a country clientele, uh, which everybody loves when they're consuming chicken products. <laughs> it sounds like you're eating ad copy for these places right now. Thank you. <laughs> All right, let's get let's get down to brass tacks. I remember, you know, I, I did a little pre, you know, pre-interview with you, and I asked you what you wanted to discuss, and one was restaurant chains, and the other one was <laughs> teenager Medicaid. <laughs> Let's just jump into it real quick. We're going to breeze through this one. What are your thoughts? So, so not necessarily just teenager Medicaid. And obviously, if you ask me to come on your podcast, I'm going to try to push my agenda. A lot right. of podcast guests uh, choose to sell books, uh, but me, I'm you know, pushing my personal agenda. Yeah, you're now, uh, with, with healthcare access for uh, those from you know, ages zero or even prenatal to the age of 18, uh, they're able to be healthier while we're uh, spending so much to push them through the K-12 pipeline in the first place. A lot of evidence suggests that healthier students are better learners and they absent less often. Every time a student's absent, it's effectively a loss of money, um, you know, and it's, it's waste as they would view it in a business sense. There's a huge concern for mental health and adolescence right now uh, that'll improve access for teens to services. Um, if all these students are covered, these services could be provided within the K-12 framework, which means every kid gets checked to see whether or not they need glasses, and then they, you know, they get those glasses. Um, and in the healthcare iron triangle, um, it's kind of the framework from which you assess these programs. Quality, cost, and access all have to be considered. Uh, we find that Medicaid enrollees already consist of about 43% children, uh, but only 19% of those Medicaid dollars are spent on children, so you know, less than one in five, even though the children are making up almost half. That current structure has many impoverished children at higher risk, and by incorporating all 
of those children, we lower the average risk and thus the cost to child ratio goes down, saving taxpayers a bit of money there. Uh, as far as per, per child goes. Healthy and well-educated children, we know are more productive adults, uh, add more to the economy, and so we gotta look at this as a long-term investment. Uh, in addition to that, um, you know, we just gotta consider that this is only one piece in the child wellness puzzle, uh, but it's a huge piece that needs to be um, uh, tackled as I think it's the largest inequity that children are facing these days. Really well-spoken. One thing that really starts me there, I wanted to, press you on a little bit was you said something about prenatal care like uh, prenatal uh, fetuses having access to health care are you advocating that a fetus should be able to choose if it wants to have an abortion or not i suppose if i've got to consider where the current law stands there now um people can't uh choose to self-inflict euthanasia uh not in medical terms and thus i would say no uh the fetus cannot right, consent exactly. Uh, I just wanted to clear that up. I, I just want a lot of people I feel like will be, you know, would be thinking that. And that if any, was. Yeah. If anybody were to have questions on what I said, it would be that I agree. <laughs> but I do like the, I do like the fact that you brought it up kind of in the terms of a, of a bad investment when you, know, you don't invest in your kids health and mental health. And then they're, you know, they're not showing up or, you know, they're coming to school tired. They're coming to school uh, malnourished. So they're just not participating and, tax dollar taxpayer money is going towards this funneling into it and the end result isn't isn't what anyone wants right absolutely so what's the solution solutions to fund medicaid for um all children zero to 18 i know that's not you know going to be a huge huge point with which people are going to rally around uh because it's going to be costly at first uh but when we see better health expectancy in the long term uh, eventually, we see a lower percentage of our gross domestic product being spent on medical expenses. So long-term, saving money, but you got to invest up front. So that kind of almost pushes towards the entire agenda of the universal basic income, right? Because, I mean, that if you're going to have 0 to 18-year-olds and then 65 and up, you know, the middle, it kind of makes sense. And I've, I've read articles kind of for and against something. I know this is just healthcare. Mm-hmm. But moving into, you know, some, some deeper talks, it's actually, it's really nice having you on, you know, because we can actually talk about some intelligent things, you know, other, unlike when someone else is on the show with me, um, <clears throat> not naming any names, but do you think there should be universal basic income? Uh, I am still split on universal basic income. Uh, most of where my research and practice lies has to do with uh, the public health aspect of ensuring all um, and I'm not informed enough at this point in time to make comments on universal basic income. So you think healthcare should be uh, universal as well? Well, I think our uh, founders put it quite well uh, when they said that, you know, we've got unalienable, unalienable right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And I think preserving that right to life uh, is very important in considering uh, whether Medicare is a part of that and whether or not all people should be entitled to uh, medical care. It makes sense, you know. It's what Ben Franklin wanted. Now, I kind of want to tie everything together, you know, kind of uh, yeah. moving a little bit towards, towards, a little, a little towards the end here. Um, Absolutely. I, I just wanted to say, so do you think someone becomes morbidly obese from eating chicken wings? Do they deserve to have taxpayer-funded Medicare treat them, whether they get diabetes or... I don't know, whatever else fat people get. For the sake of argument, uh, what age would this individual be? 
14 years old. 14 years old, yes. Yes. And I do think at that point we would have to reflect on what went wrong, whether it was parent education, uh, school education, and if we had uh, these medical services within the K-12 framework already, you know, how did we, how did we not catch this beforehand? Yeah, that's, that's why they, they, they invented Play 60 and, uh, you know, made every kid's lunch terrible, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm pretty informed. You know, people, people don't think that the wingmen know a lot that's going on, but we do. Right. I know that the wingmen know a lot. Yeah, we're pretty you know? woke. We're pretty woke. That's what the other W stands for, like if it's an acronym. Mm-hmm. So it starts with wing. So the first W of the first one is wing. So mm-hmm. I is for intelligent. Right. N is Woke, for, intelligent. Follow no, no, along. So the first one's wing. Wing. Yeah, even though it is the word wing, but I figured it just made the most sense. Okay. I is for intelligence. Yep. Because that's a value we hold very, very, uh, you know, close to us. Mm-hmm. N is for none of your business, you know. Uh, right. G is for great, because that's what this podcast is. I would agree. M is for mescaline because that's what we were doing the first time we thought of the concept of the show. Yep. E is for energy. Right. Not clean, entertaining. Clean coal. Yeah. Right. Not, not like our energy, just like the energy industry in general. And the other N is for still none of your business, you dummy. <laughs> then the other W is woke. So then you can figure right. it out. Right. Oh, yeah, I've got it. I skipped the O and F, too. Uh, well, it's too much. Yeah, I've got it on that poster that you sent out, telecorrespondence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you guys should really post that uh, that acronym on your Instagram page so <laughs> everybody can see it. Yeah, maybe it'll go up tonight. Who knows? Thank you. Well, DK, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Nerm, it was absolutely my pleasure. Oh, my God, I can't wait to hear more from you. Keep sending in some correspondence, all right? Oh, I will. DK, thanks again for coming on and filling in for Papa G. Papa G will be back in the near future. Thanks for listening, everyone. Wingmen of West Michigan, you know where to find us. Instagram, Facebook, everything. Uh, Tumblr, uh, Freewebs, Pinterest, uh, Neopets, Webkins, all the good sites. All the good sites around. Now, that was a really fun episode, and I really want to do more correspondence episodes. And actually, we have a couple more planned, so be ready for those in the future. It's kind of nice to hear someone else's take for once, you know? Papa G will be on with me, so it would be kind of cool to like get the whole dynamic of three to four or five, maybe even six people. Who knows? Seven. I don't care. Eight. Nine. I would have ten people on the show. Eleven? My, I can see that happening. Twelve, I could definitely do. Thirteen? Could be a crowd, but I'm cool with it. Anywho, thanks for listening. This was fun. Donate to the cause. You already know. She wants it